All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcase. I'm your host, Paris Jackson. On today's episode, we're going over the MVP. Been a couple of months since we had a deep dive look at this, and as we bring January to a close, it is a very good time to go ahead and take a look. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the showcase. And we are on our way. January is coming to a close, man. It feels like this month has just really, really flown by. But uh, it's been a good one. You know, the ups and downs of the league. Different teams are starting to emerge as title favorites. We got MVP favorites. So that's what we're going to be talking about today for sure. Big spoiler on the episode. I think Jokic is a shoe in at this point and his to lose. So you can go ahead and stop listening right now, or you can listen to me go through everybody else. But before we get to that, it is rivalry week in the NBA. We got Warriors Grizz about to tip off here, you know, this evening. Last night it was Lakers Clippers. Really well done by the league this week to just put together a ton of games on the NBA slate that are actually worth watching. Um, some heated matchups. Hopefully we get a Grizzlies-Timberwolves matchup on national TV as well. Um, I know Steven Adams is injured, which sucks for the Grizzlies. Um, but it's good news for us as Pelicans division tickets holders. I think with Brandon Ingram returning tonight and Steven Adams missing, uh, the odds of Pelicans catching up are tilted slightly in our favor. Um, but, uh, yeah, some good basketball on tonight's slate, last night's slate. And if you're listening to this after tonight's games, then, of course, you know, we got more basketball coming tomorrow and every day after that until we get to the All-Star break. It's kind of a sprint all the way there to the All-Star break. From You know, we got the... Uh, the AFC NFC championship games and we have the um you know the Super Bowl but other than that you know the, the heavy focus is shifting towards the NBA um you know and I think rivalry weeks kind of captures that right football is winding down if you're not a fan of the last four teams in you know you only have about three football games left until the end of this season and then you know you have basketball you could be watching college you could be watching hockey Golf is also starting to heat up, but really basketball is probably where you're going to end up. So it's going to be incredible, you know, and if, like I said, if you're listening to this after the Warriors and Grizzlies have already played, then you can look forward to New York taking on Boston on Thursday and Dallas taking on Phoenix as well on Thursday before rivalry week is rounded out with the Lakers taking on the Celtics on Friday. AD is coming back, which should be a good game. Um, and that for some reason is the only game on nationally televised TV on Friday. That's super weird. You would think that they'd have more. Um, oh, well, is what it is. They kind of stacked up Saturday, I believe, with a few different games. Um, that being said, <clears throat> we've had some, some great play all around the league. LeBron broke the clock last night, putting up a 46-burger, uh, and just absolutely stunning performance in the loss to the Clippers, Clippers looking well, Kawhi's playing, um, man, you know, it's it seems like everybody's starting to get healthy right around now, which is great for the league, um, and things are really starting to shape up, so there is some concern for some teams, obviously, not being exactly where they are 
in the standings, but right about now is when teams really need to turn it on, right? Most teams are about that 50-game mark, a couple games shy, 47, 46 to 50, and there's a quick 32 games left in the season, 32 to 35 for, for every team, and that'll happen fast, right? We're more than halfway done with the season. So looking at the Western Conference real quick, just breaking down the standings, you have the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Pelicans, Clippers, and Mavs rounding out the six that are in playoffs if they started today. Suns, Jazz, Timberwolves, and Warriors would be in the play-in. Uh, there's a possibility the Lakers with AD back go on a bit of a run. They're only a game and a half back of the 10th spot, so they could be in the play-in. Um, they have to get through the Blazers and Thunder and dethrone, you know, one of the Suns, Jazz, Tims, or Warriors for that to happen. The other four teams, I don't think, are going to stand a chance in the West. Switching over to the East, the top remains oddly familiar. Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Miami. New York, Atlanta, Indiana, and Chicago are currently in the play-in. Wizards and Raptors stand a chance to strike in. And then you have the Magic Hornets and Pistons rounding out the East. Um, I think that'll pretty much solidify where it is. You'll probably get some shifting. You know, who knows if Miami slips into the play-in game, you know, with some of the injuries that they've been dealing with this year and the play of New York. If it ratchets up, maybe they they slip out of the playing game and into just a nice playoff spot. I think the top five are pretty much a lock. You got Kevin Durant coming back soon for Brooklyn. You know, Milwaukee's finally fully healthy. Phillies seems to be hitting its stride a bit. And, uh, of course, Boston has been at the top this entire season. So, you know, with all that being said, definitely a ton of matchups worth watching. Definitely a ton of basketball worth watching as we barrel towards the all-star games and of course they'll make a big show of you know who's actually going to be the all-star starters and reserves and somebody's going to get snubbed and blah 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 um you know i don't care too much about all that stuff i just want to see some good all-star basketball three-point contest i'm always looking forward to i'd like to say i'm looking forward to the slam dunk contest but the talent and everything go back to last year's episode on the slam dunk contest and how it just abysmal it is every year um you know i'm not not looking forward to it but february should be telling for a lot of teams and then once we get through february just have march and that'll be it you know um there's a few games in april but really things are really solidified by april except for the last couple of slots so moving on the name of the game today is mvp talk right we want to talk about who is taking the most coveted award in the sport individual award i guess outside of the the larry ob um <clears throat> at the end of the season and as i already said at the top of the episode it's probably Jokic's for the taking um but i'll give you guys some stats similar to as i've had before to kind of put that in a little bit more perspective um just because i don't think it's 100% cut and dry, but the odds are that Jokic wins it. Currently, he's at minus 140, well ahead of anybody else. So the bookies all believe it too. I don't think the numbers will necessarily back it up as much as possible. But um, for the purposes of this, we're going to go through the top 10 in the Paris Jackson MVP ranking dynamics. And for those of you that are familiar with the ranking dynamics, 
we will quickly remind those who aren't. So we take the top players and aggregate their points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, subtract their turnovers and missed games, and arrive at the Paris Jackson score of appreciation. Now, I still haven't done these per 36. We're just doing the, the total games. If you look at the minutes played from your top 10, nobody really plays less than 35 minutes. There's one player in here that plays less than 35 minutes, so they all play around 36 anyway. So to homogenize it for 36, I think would change things by a few decimals. But nobody's really in a position that's so closely determined that a few decimal points would help them out. Um, so we'll just go ahead and, and, and just leave it as is using the full game stats <clears throat> that are currently listed. Um, some honorable mentions before we get into the top 10. Uh, just give you numbers 20 through 11. And these may be some names that you're expecting, but maybe not. And remember, games missed is a factor in this calculation. Um, so number 20, Jalen Brunson. 19, Pascal Siakam. 18, Bam Adebayo. 17, Jalen Brown. 16, Laurie Markkinen. 15, De'Aaron Fox. Light the beam. 14, John Morant. That was actually surprising to see him that, that low on the list, but hey, it's the amalgamation of, of the stats. Kyle Kuzma coming in at 13, Trey Young coming in at 12, DeMar DeRozan coming in at 11. So I'm not saying the Paris Jackson MVP ranking indicator is 100% accurate when talking about MVP level of play and you know, these exact rankings, you might have some intangibles that you want to add in or out. Um, but hey, it's my ranking, right? And unfortunately, the games missed element is contributing to uh, some of these players' rankings slipping and sliding. So for example, John Morant would be 13th in ranking without games missed. He's 14th with games missed. Um, Kyle Kuzma would be 33rd if we did not account for games missed, uh, but he slides into 13th because he's had so few games missed. So um, keep that in mind. The games missed is a huge factor in the Parrot Jackson ranking. I think it's just a powerful tool to, you know, highlight players' availability. I think another stark one is Steph Curry, 10th in the Paris Jackson ranking, um, but all the way at 33rd due to games missed. It's pretty uh, pretty glaring. Um, you know, when you, when you look at the stats. Um, so that's honorable mentions, right? So let's dive into this. Coming in at number 10, despite missing seven games, which is not the most out of anybody, we have Kevin Durant, for Brooklyn coming in at number 10 with a score of 33.5 due to 29.7 points per game on 56% shooting, 37% from three, 6.7 rebounds per game, 5.3 assists per game, and a daily fantasy score of 491 on average, 4.8 plus minus is the fourth highest out of the top 10. 
What's really hurting KD here is the amount of games missed. Seven is tough. Seven games is tough. Now, you know, Kevin Durant is slated to come back fairly shortly. Um, but as far as odds go in his favor, I don't believe... Honestly, I don't think anybody should make a bet on MVP unless you want to bet on Jokic. Um, just because, like I said, he's kind of a shoe in at this point. Though we'll make some cases for some other players. But Kevin Durant is currently slated to return fairly soon. Um, you know, he's been out with his MCL injury. And he could return before the All-Star break. That's within three weeks. Um, and really amplify his numbers and continue to push um, his rankings up as those games missed come down a bit more. Um, but as it stands, seven missed games puts him at the 10th spot. Though he would be number nine if we were not factoring in games missed. Anthony Edwards of Minnesota comes in at number nine uh, with a ranking of 33.8, just narrowly med nudging out Kevin Durant. He's missed no games, um, which is obviously tied for first. There's only two players on this list that have missed no games, um, and he is the youngest player on our list so far at 21, right? Really young, really, really young dude. He hasn't missed any games for the Timberwolves, he's averaging 24.3 points on 46% shooting, 37% from three, six rebounds, 4.4 assists per game, and a daily fantasy score of 41.8. Way less fantasy points than Kevin Durant at 10, but nevertheless, still a higher ranking overall. 0.8 plus minus. It's tough for the Timberwolves because I feel like they just have so many bad pieces named D'Angelo Russell that Anthony Edwards shine it's kind of blocked like the end of the Rockets game I, they lost and they were down by like 10 going into the last couple of minutes Anthony Edwards single-handedly cut cut the lead all the way down to three just knocking three after three down it was really impressive would love to see where this kid goes especially if the Timberwolves are be able to become much more of a force I feel like the Tims took a major step back this year but you know Anthony Edwards has a long career ahead of him. He's coming in at number nine. Number eight. We're going, is he father time yet? Would you call LeBron father time at this point, just based on how long he's been in the league and the level at which he's playing? He's clearly dominating uh, even at the age he is. Now, I say that, I think, the Lakers are playing on a back-to-back -to -back tonight, and LeBron is going to go back into the hyperbolic time chamber and do some healing and probably miss tonight's game versus the Spurs. But AD is back and should provide a lift. That being said, LeBron comes in at 34.1 points. He's missed 10 games, uh, which is third most on our list here. Um, and at age 38... He's averaging 30.2 points on 50% shooting, 30% from deep, 8.5 rebounds, 6.9 assists, and 52.7 daily fantasy points. Um, he's had 14 double-doubles, which is very impressive, and a 2.3 plus-minus for a Lakers team that is truly struggling 
uh, both with and without him on the court. I mean, he's single-handedly keeping the Lakers in a lot of these games. He's been absolutely dominant, which is hard to imagine a 38-year-old still being dominant as he chases down this, you know, Kareem scoring thing. And he'll get it, and there'll be a, you know, parade and everything like that. Maybe he sits out a few more games pending, you know, beating Kareem's record for becoming the, you know, the number one scorer of all time. But absolutely dominant play from LeBron still at this age. Um, games missed is a huge one. He would be fifth, and he drops to eighth um, because of games missed. Now, moving on, we go to Philly, like Big Willie, Will Smith, Philly, and we have Joel Embiid coming in at number seven, 34.7 on the Paris Jackson MVP ranking score. He has missed 12 games, which is the most out of anybody on this list actually drops him from two to seventh place second to seventh place the 28 year old is scoring 34 33.6 points he's in the running to get the scoring title uh it's either him or luca who we'll talk in a bit but he's doing it on 54 percent shooting 35 percent from deep which is impressive for a big man 85 percent from the free throw line 9.8 rebounds per game almost a double double for him 4.2 assists, and a daily fantasy score of 56.1, which is actually the most out of anybody on this list except for Luka Doncic, right? Um, 6.7 plus minus is the third highest on the list for Mr. Embiid out of Philly. The ticket is very much alive for him to, you know, slide into that MVP slot. I think the Sixers have to go on kind of a run, and somehow he has to dethrone Jokic's really dominance of the first 50 games. Um, but nevertheless, you know, Joel Embiid coming in at number seven. And coming in at number six, another foreigner, another MVP candidate, consistent MVP candidate. We have Giannis Antetokounmpo with 34.8 points on the Paris Jackson MVP ranking right he's missed 11 games and in those games have scored uh, he hasn't missed that he's played 30.9 points on 52% shooting 25.5% from 3 which is the worst out of anybody on this list 11.9 rebounds per game which is the most 5.3 assists per game and a daily fantasy score of 54.2 uh, for those of you that do DFS, good pick, good pickup, right? Any of these players would be a good pickup to anchor your team around. Giannis coming in at number six. Now, the case for Giannis, unfortunately, is going to be similar to the case for Embiid in that they're both dominant, both more than 30-point scorers, both just generational-type players, big men who could also... Respectable shooting, even though Giannis is only a 25% three-point shooter, probably need to work on it. Um, leading their teams, but unfortunately, just probably won't win MVP. Um, Giannis, unfortunately, has already won MVP, back-to-back -back MVPs. And Joel Embiid, he just doesn't have the moments. And the games missed will hurt both of these players, as well as LeBron, in 
the MVP voting at the end of the day because they have missed the most from anybody. Um, so that takes care of numbers 10 through 5. If you think you know the next top five, I, you could probably guess three, but I think two of them will surprise you. But let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do the top five. All right, to round out the top five here, we're going to Oklahoma City, where one Shea Gilgis Alexander has made his present known this year for sure. He had been slowly building, honestly, slowly building a relationship, uh, not a relationship, a, re a reputation since his Clipper days. Um, obviously, came over in the Paul George Kawhi trade that landed those two superstars on the Clippers team three years ago. And that actually was the birth of this podcast. Um, but Shea is coming in at number five with 36.8 points on the Paris Jackson ranking. And he is doing it, the 24-year-old, on 30.7 points per game, 50% shooting, 35.5% from deep, and 4.8 rebounds, 5.5 assists per game, 50 daily fantasy points and a plus-minus of 1.5. Shea is absolutely killing it. Um, now, there's no chance, I think, that he wins MVP. Um, but, you know, listening around the league, it seems that he is probable to win the Most Improved Award, um, which is slowly becoming an award just for the people who make their names known the most this year, and he definitely qualifies for that. Uh, so Shea Gilgis-Alexander could win that award. Um, trying to pull up the uh, the numbers on that, but for whatever reason, they just disappeared. I should have screenshotted them before I started, but uh, um, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Da, 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 da. Let's see. He's not listed here. Da, 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 da. Plus 140. Laurie Markinen would be the other favorite, and he's an honorable mention. But, um, you know, Shea Gilders Alexander is ranked fifth in the MVP talk. I think you can make a case for him, especially with this young Oklahoma City Thunder team. Now, the only problem is the Oklahoma City Thunder are horrendous. Um, but coming in at fifth, Shea Gilders Alexander, the amount of games missed is definitely helping his case. He's only missed four games, um, which has been impressive in his ability to build value. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Presti decides to ship him off somewhere else um, in that the uh, that's just kind of what the Thunder do. They build, build value when it's time to pay somebody. They ship him off. Now, you got another probably a year before Shea Gilders Alexander's contract gets to that point. Um, so maybe he does he does that and then decides to pay him afterwards. But we'll see what happens with young Shea. And for number four, we head to the Big Apple, a surprise person here. I don't think he was this high before in the Paris Jackson ranking. He's actually moved from 14th place to four due to games missed. But we'll have one 
Julius Randle coming in at number four at 37.8 points on the Paris Jackson MVP scale. Of the 49 games the Knicks have played, he has been in all of them. The 28-year-old's showing some durability. 24.6 points per game, which is actually second lowest, um, but he makes it up in the rebound and assist categories at 10.9 and 4, respectively. Not the greatest shooter, 46% shooting, 35% from deep, um, 75% from the line. But his um, contributions to the Knicks are very good. The only issue with Julius Randle is he's very up and down. Last night he had a 33-12 and 12 midway through the fourth quarter. Um and I think he ended up with like 35 and 12 to go, you know, um, lead the Knicks to a victory over there. But Julius Randle, another guy who's probably not going to be in the com- conversation, but definitely deserves some recognition around this MVP award. The addition of Jalen Brunson has helped him immensely um, come out on top of things. So, um, Coming in at number three is the favorite, though the numbers don't really support it, which is surprising, right? Jokic has come in at number three, up from number four due to missed games, number of missed games, which is only six. He's got 38.6 points on the Paris Jackson scale, um, and he's got 25.1 points on 62% shooting, which is the highest by far. Um, 37.8% from deep. Is there such thing as a 60-40 guy? Can he be a 60-40 guy instead of a 50-40-90 guy? Um, but he's 81% from the stripe, 11 rebounds per game, 9.9 assists per game. The man's almost averaging a triple-double. He has 15 of them, which is by far the most out of anybody on this list. There's actually only one player on this list of top 10 with um, more than two triple doubles and that's Luca and he has 10. Um, the plus minus factor for Jokic is incredible at 9.1, right? So he's at 9.1 plus minus 15 triple doubles, 33 double doubles, 55.6 fantasy points, 1.4 steals per game, uh, 9.9 assists, 11 rebounds, 25.1 points. So he gets the ball out. He gets it around. He really, obviously takes care of making sure his teammates are involved while also keeping his numbers incredible. Um, he's durable. Jokic is is currently the MVP. It's his award to lose, even though statistically you might say some of the numbers are better. Um, so if you're still willing to get a ticket on on some players, there can be a case made for the following two players, Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic are the other two that are in the running, kind of the dark horse here. I think if there are fatigue votes for Nikola Jokic, basically, does do we want him to be the the three peat the three peat MVP a la Magic Bird in the eighties? And if the answer is no, then votes will definitely come to Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. Jason Tatum is coming in at number two, up from number seven due to games missed. But he's coming in at 39.9 points, just shy of 40 uh, on the Paris Jackson scale. 31 points per game, 
on 47% shooting, 35% from deep, 8.6 rebounds per game, 4.4 assists per game, and 19 double-doubles and one triple-double this season. A 6.8 plus-minus is the second highest out of anybody on the list that we're mentioning today. Jason Tatum's obviously a force to be reckoned with. The problem with the Boston Celtics is they're coming off a finals run, and I think that the roster is very well constructed. So to give Jason Tatum the MVP would be a subtraction from the rest of the roster, which in some cases doesn't matter. Uh, but in the case of Jason Tatum, I think it matters, and he will not be receiving the MVP votes even though he does deserve them. Um, and in the top spot on the ranking is Luka Doncic at 44.8. Um, the 23-year-old has only missed five games. He's 33.8 points per game, which is the highest out of anybody. 49.8% shooting, 35% from deep, 9.1 rebounds a game, 8.6 assists per game, 60 fantasy points per game, which is the highest out of anybody, 26 double-doubles and 10 triple-doubles, a plus-minus of 2.8, so we'd love to see him help out a little bit more on the defensive end probably. Um, but Luka would be the only other player I'd be willing to bet on currently for MVP, and he's plus 450. He's plus 450. Jason Tatum is plus 850. Giannis is plus 1400. John Morant's plus 3000. Kevin Durant's plus 4000. And anybody else is, you're just, you're better off lighting your money on fire because at least it'll keep you warm. Um, so Jokic, unfortunately, with the amount of triple doubles, he's basically averaging a triple double. His plus minus. The only thing Luka has over Jokic is points per game and a, and a non-existent edge on games missed, five versus six, but obviously Jokic and the Nuggets have played one less game overall. Um, you know, the, like I said at the top of this, the ranking isn't exactly perfect. Um, you could probably make a case for Luka Doncic, but I just think between the game winners, the poise, the Bond villain, like, outfits that he shows up to the games in. Jokic just has everybody's head turned towards him. Um, and I think this is his to win. So if you don't mind a minus 140 ticket and want to bet $140 to win $100, $14 to win $10, I'd go ahead and take Jokic. I mean, unless he gets injured, which he's proven to be crazy durable over the years. He's 27 years old. The Nuggets have a decent schedule in terms to to travel and back-to-backs i think Jokic is gonna win this mvp thing he's he's just gonna do it um so even though he's coming in at third he is coming in he's you know proven to be better than the statistics show in different areas maybe i need to put more emphasis on double doubles and triple doubles i don't know uh i think that would just definitely skew everything crazy so, okay, so with that being said, let's look at the rankings with games missed not included uh, and see how they change. And so number 10 would be Steph Curry. Number 9 would be Kevin Durant. Number 8, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Number 7, Jason Tatum. Number 6, Anthony Davis. We didn't talk about him. He's missed a ton of games. 
uh, at 23. So his stock is really, really tanked due to the missed games. But he was number six. Number five, his teammate, LeBron James. Number four, Jokic. Number three, Giannis. Two, Joel Embiid. And number one, Luka Doncic. So with games missed being factored in, there is a obviously a huge change up in the top 10 as far as if you're just doing a straight subtraction maybe less of a change up if you do some type of weighted subtraction based on games missed as opposed to doing a full point for games missed but man Jokic at number four if he would be the uh, underdog he's the actually the overdog uh and that's just because his performance double doubles triple doubles all that type of stuff um just an incredible season incredible season for everybody mentioned on the call today um but definitely an incredible season for Jokic and this award is pretty much locked up and it's January 25th so with that being said I will let you guys go enjoy the rest of the evening and the rest of Rivals Week make sure you stay safe Valentine's Day is around the corner everybody so don't let your misses catch you slipping up and go get something before then now you have two weeks and seven days to get it done if you're listening to this maybe six if you're listening to this later um so make sure you lock that in and then uh you know keep enjoying some basketball go your favorite team of the four teams that are left in the nfl and uh until next week bye bye